Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Thanks for being a fan of the Changing Lives Selling Knives podcast. Since the podcast started in May, we've released 62 great episodes featuring some truly amazing guests. As this year is winding down, I thought it would be nice to have a retrospective episode with three of my favorite fans of the podcast sharing their favorite nuggets and takeaways. So that's what we have here with David Powders, Kenzie Rigney, and Vince Reyes. They each share their three favorite episodes, common themes they've noticed throughout the podcasts, and some of the subtle nuggets that really resonated with them. Repetition of good ideas is one of the biggest keys to internalizing the concepts so that they become a part of who you are. I look forward to doing more episodes like this in the future, and if you want to be a part of that, please let me know. As always, I'd sincerely appreciate if you'd make a quick review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, aka iTunes, and share this with people who you think might like it. I know you'll enjoy this special episode. Thanks again for supporting this podcast. Welcome to Changing Lives, Selling Knives. I'm your host, Dan Cassetta. There's a generation of entrepreneurs and business leaders out there right now who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills that they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from Cutco's most prominent alumni and current leaders. On this show, you'll meet successful entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, superstar business executives, and transformational leaders from many walks of life. All our guests will have two things in common. One, they're all changing lives today through their work and their influence. And two, they all started out selling Cutco knives when they were younger. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Through hearing real-life stories and hands-on experiences, you'll gain insights that can help you in whatever it is that you do in life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. This is a very special episode today uh, as I have three guests, three of the awesome people that I get to work with in the Western region of Cutco and Vector Marketing. And uh, these are three fans of the podcast that have uh, shared a lot of positive feedback throughout this year. And I wanted to get us all together to talk about some of the lessons from uh, the episodes of 2019 from the Changing Lives, Selling Knives podcast. And so uh, we have Vince Reyes on with us today, uh, who works with Cutco and Vector in Oregon. Uh, we have Kenzie Rigney on with us today, who works with the company uh, in the Central Valley of California, the NorCal division. Uh, and we also have Dave Powders with us today, who just had his third child, by the way, uh, very recently, uh, and is making time for the podcast uh, despite that. And uh, Dave is our division manager in the Bay Area, and he is somebody who has produced over $50 million of Cutco sales. Uh, so we've got a really exciting lineup of guests today. Thanks, guys, for making time to be uh, with me today and uh, for sharing these insights. I'm looking forward to this. Let's do it. All right. Excited. Excited. Yeah. Excellent. Well, let's start out by talking about your favorite episodes of the podcast. 
All right. So I'm going to limit you to three here, but I want you to share what you think are your three favorite episodes of the podcast and something that you got from each of those. So Vince, we're going to let you kick off on this question and uh, you can start out sharing what you have to share. Go for it. Yeah. So my top three, and as you were introducing this, this starting off this, uh, this episode here, I was actually thinking about a three or a theme of these three, and all of them have used the Cuckoo platform and have moved on to uh, other careers and have been in, re- you know, really have had lucrative careers. And I guess I just find that attractive. The first one would be Hero Rodriguez and uh, his path from from Cutco and and working with DocuSign, an opportunity to to work with Keith Crack, and uh, I really liked a lot of the the nuggets that he shared and the wisdom that he received, the gifts that he received from Keith Crack. And what I, what I really took away from Hero was he's a genuine good person, great heart, and uh, he has just very good intentions. And when you put yourself in the right sphere and you put yourself in the right opportunity and you take advantages, take advantage of opportunities and you take risks, he was obviously, uh, he had been given some opportunities and he had been given some connections to work with different companies, and it came from Cutco. And their previous Cutco reps had actually offered him some opportunities at different companies, and he took the risk and made the leap, and it worked out well for him. And the, the reason why I think it worked out well is because of who Hero is as a person. That was a really cool episode to see his path, and I know now he's has some government role that I don't want to uh, to butcher his, his, <laughs> his role, but it's a pretty powerful role. So to see that path was just incredible to listen to his story. The next one, Michael Cassetta. I got a chance to see and hear Michael speak at Epic Fest in 2016, December 2016. First time I had heard Michael Cassetta, and he was, uh, I just seen brilliance from, from his, his talk. And I know he had, he'd worked with Square, he had worked with other companies, and now he's working with Compass Real Estate. And uh, I just really admired his path as well and how Cucko was a foundation for his skill sets and foundation for um, his growth. And, and uh, just the brilliance of climbing the ladder, also taking Square from where they were to where they are now. It really just speaks to who Michael is as a person. And again, there's a lot of great nuggets in there and a lot of nuggets that were received outside of Cucko. But again, that opportunity was really, really launched from the platform of Cucko and Vector. And then the third is Andrew Bosworth. And this one, I had a theme from this. There was a theme from this episode that I use all summer long, which is, I said at every training class, uh, day one, which is your attitude will always determine your outcomes. Just the adherence to be able to say, hey, we have an, an executive of Facebook that has a big responsibility, has big, is very responsible for you know the, the social media growth right now. And he has, he, he really received some value and some leadership and some mentorship and some coaching, really was able to develop some skills from Cutco. And, uh, and today in this corporation that we all know, which is Facebook, he's still using principles from what we learned from Vector and Cutco. And again, with the other two, just his path from being a college student to working, working his way up and using opportunities, using connections really, really stuck out to me. I love those three stories great stories to to look forward to and and really receive some some knowledge from yeah i I loved in the andrew bosworth episode vince where he says you know what i what i came to realize during my time with cutco was the direct one-to-one correlation between my attitude 
and my outcomes. And that so many people feel like it's the other way around, that it's our outcomes that determine how we feel. But in reality, right, it's manufacturing how learning to manufacture how we feel in a positive way, learning to manufacture a positive attitude, positive expectations. That is what leads to greater and greater and greater success. I also enjoyed in that episode where he said that he optimized his life for his career for the steep learning curve, meaning he always took on new and greater challenges. And he moved from one role to another to another at Facebook over the last few years. Now he's in charge of augmented reality and virtual reality at Facebook. And so it's a completely different role than what he started in as the director of engineering. And uh, just very cool stuff right there. The other two guys really, you mentioned that Cutco was the foundation for their success. And, and that's really true about Michael and Hero. I can't take a whole lot of credit for Boz. He was a super sharp guy. He went to Harvard. He had a lot of positive things going for him. Uh, he right. worked with us for two summers and you know he was an assistant manager, worked with me directly in my office. And so that was great. But Michael and Hero in particular really, really built the foundation for their careers through their Cutco experience. Hero was with us for some seven years or eight years. And Michael was with us for, I believe, 12 years. And those guys truly took their Cutco skills onto other things. And as you referenced for Hero, it was not only Cutco skills, but Cutco connections that helped him move up. Mike Arietta, who's an upcoming podcast guest uh, here on the podcast, was who introduced Hero to DocuSign. He had a chance mm-hmm. to work with Keith Kroc there at DocuSign, who was a billionaire founder of Ariba, you know, one of the most influential business leaders in America. And Hero had a chance to work directly with him as his right-hand man there for quite some time. So the, the, the career progression for those three guys, the stories from those episodes, definitely, uh, I feel like, were really valuable, good insights. Kenzie, why don't you take this question and uh, tell us about your three favorite episodes? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so my favorites are Hal Elrod, Jay Brad, and Kate Massey. Uh, first, Hal Elrod. So if you've read The Miracle Morning, you obviously know a little bit about his story. Uh, he's not going to let anything get in his way. But he talks about the concept that the universe tests you to see how committed you are. Uh, and he used a Tony Robbins quote and said, it's in our moments of decision that our destiny is shaped. So after hearing that he wouldn't walk again, he vowed to be the happiest person in a wheelchair. I think not very many people would uh, react the same way that he did. And on this idea, he shared that life doesn't happen to me. We create what we want. So when we're committed, there's always a way to achieve what we want. Mm. And he also shared a story about one of his push periods. Uh, he talked about his goals. And a quote, he says, the real purpose of a goal is not to hit the goal, but to develop into the type of person who could hit goals bigger by committing to extraordinary level that you have everything we have, regardless of your results. So hitting a goal is not really the real outcome. Uh, if you improve yourself, uh, that means a lot more in the long run there as well. Uh, the second one that really said to me was J-Brad. Uh, it's very obvious how much J-Brad cares with how he created Cutco Cares. But he shared a lesson he learned from Bruce, uh, the idea of do right by people. So if there's ever a decision to be made, even if there's a loss of profit, always make the decision in the best interest of your people. And obviously, J-Brad's somebody who's really respected for his integrity. So he shared his four core philosophies. Uh, first was connection with every person we encounter. Uh, second is execution. So actually doing things that we know we should do. Uh, simplicity in our tasks. And all just creating gratitude on everything we do in life there as well. Mm-hmm. And the last one that really stuck to me was Kate Vassie. I got a chance to hear Kate talk at SLC's last year. and I was really impressed with her. Um, I think it's really 
easy when you see somebody at that level at a conference like SLC to just assume that things are always easy. So hearing her talk about her, some of her initial struggles throughout the OBM and throughout the job, the first one she talked about was when she was number one in the race for the Silver Cup. And it was the last week of the contest. They're ahead by 40,000. And the last week, the number two team sold 70,000 to beat them. And just hearing how she reacted in that moment, instead of being mad and upset, she talked about how she loved on her people. So going around and saying how much she appreciated them, sharing stories, just creating a celebration of the year, even though they weren't the number one for the year. Because uh, I think it's in those key moments that someone really shows their true character. Something I also liked about Kate was she talked about leading through authenticity. So you don't have to be a perfect leader, just be yourself. Uh, but also being vulnerable with your people is how you're going to connect them on a higher level there as well. Yeah. Kenzie, that was great. Your point about Kate that you made of seeing her speak at SLC, which is our annual manager conference in Vector, and and feeling like, wow, here's this you know super achiever, amazing woman, and feeling like, oh, you don't really see the struggles when you see somebody on stage. But when you hear the story and you realize what she went through, and the experiences she had, and that you know many of the adversities that we all experience are paralleled by a lot of these sort of heroes that we have in our lives, that they've had those same experiences. I, I, I do think there's something that's confidence building about realizing that other people are having these same experiences and same challenges, and that they've become successful in spite of those, not by never having any of those challenges. Brad Britton is somebody who has been a mentor to me, uh, as well as so many people in the company, and and your 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 um, concept from Brad about just doing the right thing, doing things in the best interest of our people, even when it might not always be in our own best interest in the short term, that that approach is in everyone's best interest in the long term. That long term view is so critical, and it, I just feel like Brad is such a great example of personal integrity, and it it's almost daunting to try to live up to the way that Brad operates, you know, like that's kind of how I view it sometimes. So I do every once in a while think that the uh, sort of cliche, you know, what would Brad do? <laughs> that does come to my mind from time to time when I'm operating on a daily basis. And, and I, I just feel like he's been such a great example. And then of course, uh, Hal's story and that the universe tests us to see our commitment was valuable. And, and your point about the purpose of goals that Hal offered, this is one of the signature concepts Hal teaches, right? About the purpose of goals. And that the purpose of goals is not so that we hit the goal, but it's who we become in the process of striving for the goal. If you think about Kate's story, right? Kate was ahead by $40,000 in the Silver Cup race the last week of the year. They sold like 20,000, thought they had it. Boom, these other guys come out of nowhere with 70 grand the last week and beat them, right? Well, so Kate didn't, achieved the goal of the silver cup, didn't win the trophy, but everything that they wanted to become in the striving for this big goal and the striving for selling a million that year, which they did accomplish, uh, everything they wanted to become was already a reality, whether or not that other office sold 70 grand the last week or 20 grand the last week. And so that's the purpose of our goals is, you know, what we're striving to become. So anyway, I thought that was really valuable insight from how that you shared as well. But uh, Dave, Dave, it's your turn. Tell us about uh, some of your favorite episodes. All right. This is it's a bit of an impossible question because there's so many amazing episodes. But here are my three. One, Earl Kelly. 
And something that he shared that really stood out to me was he viewed the skills that he needed to be good at in vector like a sport. And Earl talked about in his path that if he did something, he was basically going to be good at it. And when he started selling Cutco, he wasn't initially good at it. And so through so he he said, all right, if I if I were playing a sport, I'd be practicing, I'd be, I'd be trying to master my craft. And he he told a story of uh, he worked with John Kane, another somebody who's who's he's he's a legend in our business, but he and John were in the same office back when they started selling Cutco. And so John Kane was great at the phone. Earl was great at getting recommendations. And so John helped Earl get good at one skill and Earl helped John get good at another skill. And it just it was such a good reminder for me that there are so many young sales reps or people in general that show up to our team meetings and uh, maybe they just they go to the team meeting because they're supposed to be there or managers go to a staff meeting or we go to a conference because we're supposed to be there versus putting it in our own hands and saying, I'm going to be responsible for my own success and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to master my own craft uh, and really work on the skills that we want to get better at. So I thought Earl's, he said a lot of great things that a lot of people have said, but I thought his take on treating Vector like a sport and saying, hey, you're in control of your skills. I thought that was awesome. My second, uh, second episode I would mention was Lauren Gibbs and just her story of everything regarding the Olympics, it was it was so gripping. I, I would equate Lauren's episode to like reading Phil Knight's book Shoe Dog. Like you know, Nike makes it as a company, but when you're reading the book, you you just I couldn't put it down. I'm like, what's going to happen? Same thing with the movie Argo. If you know the history, you know what happens. But as you're watching the movie, oh my gosh, are they going to get out of there? And so uh, hearing Lauren. And you know, I already knew she was a silver medalist as I'm listening to the episode, but hearing when she made the team, I was emotional. Just hearing her make the team, I already knew she made the team, but I, I, was, I was emotional. And she kept saying the same thing over and over, which was, hey, if I could sell $20,000 worth of Cutco in five weeks, I can do anything, right? If, if I could sell $20,000 worth of Cutco, I could do this, I could do that. And I just think about her tenacity, her resilience, her commitment. It's just a testament to the skills that vector people learn like we learn that kenzie you were just talking about this that struggles are normal it's part of life right i mean i i remember being taught to celebrate struggle i'm now teaching my kids to celebrate struggle and my kids remind me if i'm struggling at something my oldest daughter right my little say dad celebrate struggle and it's a reminder for me to all right let me take a breath and realize that I can figure this thing out. So hearing Lauren just talk about her struggles and making the team, and and then even even the the injury that her uh, partner had in, in the final race. I mean, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. All right, third one, Mike Lancelot. And uh, now this is it's so interesting because uh, Mike was the CEO when I started, and and I remember meeting him at, at you know my first P banquet and all these cool things. But when he said anger is one letter away from danger. Boy, that hit me like a ton of bricks. And not just because of in the business, but it hit me as a father of two, now father of three, uh, just thinking about how sometimes we just we, we let go of ourselves because we can't control something else that's happening, right? And then we, we get angry about it. And anger is one letter away from danger. I love what he, what he said about momentum. Momentum is obviously the most powerful force in the business, but also lack of momentum is so powerful. And we want to avoid that as much as possible. I love when he talked about depth and breadth. And obviously, as 
sector managers, we always, we always want to have great depth in our business. And uh, if somebody gets promoted to, to run an office, we've got other people to take their place. But I, I'll just end with this about Mike Lancelot, hearing his passion, pride, and the intensity with which he speaks about the business just put a big smile on my face. So those were, those were my, my top three. Yeah, th- those were cool, Dave. I remember Mike rattling off that quote about anger being one letter off of danger and, and just how that hit me the same way it hit you. It, I just realized like w- when we allow ourselves to be angry, I think this applies so much with parenting, mm-hmm. right? When we allow ourselves to be angry, we're beginning a downward spiral. Right? Like you think about how your kids react to angry response from you, right? It, it usually is not good. And, and I think that there's a time for it, but if it's very rare, then it's, it's where it's almost like stunning to someone, like, oh my God, you're pissed off. Then I think it has a lot more power and I think it, it, it can be effective at times. But when it's constant, I just think it's it, like Mike says, it's putting us in a position of danger, right? It's, the, it's not a good thing. Your your point about Earl and the idea of sports, uh, he talks about practice, right? That in sports, you practice, right? Like, K- Kenzie, you were a star athlete in high school and college, and, you know, you practice when you're an athlete. And the idea of bringing that practice mentality to different aspects of your work, uh, to me, that's a critical thing. Some of the top sales reps that I've interviewed, like Brandon Brown and, and more recently Curtis JQs, they talk about working on their craft, really mastering their craft. And uh, I just thought that was a critical element that that uh, Earl brought up among many great things. And and Dave, I can echo your feeling of being riveted by Lauren Gibbs. I knew the story. <laughs> I interviewed her and heard the story. And then as I'm listening, re-listening to the episode afterwards, I was still on the edge of my seat listening to something I had just talked about and that I already knew before that. So I do agree. It's a riveting story. If you haven't heard Lauren Gibbs' episode about chasing your dreams um, and her story of uh, going for the U.S. Olympic team uh, in 2018, uh, it's a great story and definitely one that's worth uh, worth checking out. I, I would put that among my three favorite episodes. I would add John Israel's episode among my three favorites. I just feel like the feeling I got in listening to that episode was one that was really emotional in a powerful way and kind of uh, helped me to think about the kind of person I want to become and the ways I want to be received by others. And then I would also put Isaac Tolpin's episode in my top three from a purely educational point of view on being a leader and creating culture in an organization. The concepts and ideas that Isaac shared are things I think anyone can implement, whether you're in Vector or outside of Vector. I want to transition to talk about common themes from the podcasts, because I know that as you listen to the episodes where, you know, this particular episode that we are recording right now is going to be uh, episode 63. Uh, For anybody who's an avid listener, uh, you will hear a lot of themes come up over and over again. You'll hear people, you know, who share some of the same ideas and concepts. And I think that's a really relevant thing for us to talk about because these common themes are arguably some of the most important success factors for people 
in our business or outside our business. So I just wanted to ask you guys about the common themes you've noticed in some of the episodes you've listened to. And we can banter on this one and maybe even bounce back and forth. But let me let uh, Kenzie uh, kick off on this one. Go ahead. So the first thing I noticed was just um, constant personal growth focus. Um, John Berghoff, Isaac Tolpin, Evan Keller, almost every episode talks about it. Uh, There's a quote I really like from Hal's episode. It's actually a Jim Rohn quote. He said, your level of success will seldom exceed your level of personal development because success is something you attract the person you become. I think that's actually in a couple different episodes. So just very apparent how much they focus on that. Yeah, for sure. There's a there's a concept that well, what you shared about the the quote from Hal that, that came from Jim Rohn, which is you know that uh, your level of success will always be limited, right, by your level of personal development, right, or accelerated by your level of personal development, and that uh, you know the leader is the one that uh, helps pull people along. So that was definitely a common theme that I've got. What else do you have on the topic of common themes, Kenzie? Um, a big one is also just loving on your people. Obviously, Kate Massey talked about that. Drew Frank, it's impossible to get to that level that they're at without having those deep connections with people that were below them and growing with them as well. Yeah, I really feel like as a leader that the genuine care that leaders have for their people is one of the things that's most instrumental for success. Uh, in, in Andrew Bosworth's episode, he tells the story of being recruited to Facebook. He was at Microsoft. And Facebook was recruiting him to come work with them. And he came down and checked it out and was really impressed and went back to tell his boss at Microsoft. And his boss realized how compelling the Facebook opportunity was. And he actually told Andrew, you should go do that. You should take a shot. You're young. This is the time to take a risk. Go for it. He even told Andrew, if it doesn't work out, I'll hire you back here at whatever pay you would have been at had you never left. So he really facilitated Andrew being able to take that opportunity on at Facebook. And you don't do that unless you care more about the individual than you do about your your workplace, right? Like you truly care about each individual for their own best interest. And that when, when you have that mentality, people see it, people feel it, people know it. And it, it, it really helps engender a lot of loyalty, I think, for, for, for leaders. And it's one of the things that uh, I think is such a powerful key to being a great leader. So it's cool that you saw that in, in a number of the of the people. Let's continue on this common themes uh, idea here. Vince, you want to pick up and we can come back to Kenji sure. and Dave as well later on? Yeah, some common themes. I noticed connection, the value of connections within, within the Cucko Vector organization, as well as uh, the connection with people outside the organization and how that's helped so many, uh, a lot of impact and the value and, and the care and the passion to make an impact, um, and also love. And that's just to pile on what Kenzie noticed from, I think she said, Kate Bassey, a big believer that, you know, some of the, the lower human needs are significant and ego. And, uh, when you asked me to consider this question, uh, I just got a realization that, this opportunity for some, for most people on the podcast and that had, had episodes, uh, working, selling, selling knives through college or, or post college as a manager, uh, they had the opportunity to overcome a lot of those lower, lower human needs and significance or, or ego and allowed them to step into, um, this is a perspective on life of, of wanting to connect with as many people as possible. And beyond that, wanting to make an impact, not only with your connections, but being able to make an impact 
whether it's Cutco Cares or making a, you know, building your legacy or really helping people and changing people's lives, whether it's in our organization or outside of our organization. And a lot of it is done with love. And I, I think back on everyone that was a, a guest in this podcast. Everyone is very passionate. Everyone is very genuine. Um, and there's just a lot of care, a lot of care and a lot of enthusiasm when it comes to talking about their opportunities, talking about their, their career here at Vector and how that has transpired and to be able to not impact, but love on other people. And uh, so grateful, so grateful for that. Another one is, is reflection. And there was a lot of you know, successful people from these episodes. And a, the common theme I noticed or a strategy they would use often is reflecting. And I think it was John Wasserman. You know, we do in our office a, a weekly uh, paycheck meeting and we do a, I do a weekly reflection. So I have reps write down what, it, what went well last week, what didn't go well, what can you improve on this last week. And it gives me an opportunity to do a quick coaching call and also gives me an opportunity to coach my assistant managers on how to coach them with what they wrote down in their reflections. And uh, John Wasserman had written down eight, analyze, plan, and execute. And there's other individuals on these, these episodes too that had other other ways of reflecting on the week or the month or the year. And uh, I just see there's just so much value in, in taking a step back, reflecting on what you've done and, and how that's going to allow you to continue to grow and progress at the rate you want to progress. Yeah, that the ape concept from John Wasserman definitely stood out to me as well. They analyze, plan, and execute. And Brendan Brown also talked a lot about the power of reflection and the importance of reflection. I really appreciate, Vince, what you said about the value of impact and significance for people, that, that a lot of people really aspired to that. And, and uh, you know, that was clear from the, the conversations that was important to them. In, in the episode I had with Jamie Bianchini, um, he said, Something along the lines of, you know, if you're successful in your work and you're doing well, but you're not having that impact on other people, you will feel a mysterious longing. Those were the words he used, a mysterious longing. And what that mysterious longing really is, is its contribution, right? It's impacting other people in some really positive way. And Jamie's theme is live big, give big, right? Like achieve all the things you want, you know, do all these great things but also give back to others, impact others, right? In, in, in as many ways as you can. And Jamie's story is of the guy that went on an eight-year, 80-country bicycle trip around the world. Um, so it's super fascinating as well. But uh, that whole idea of impact and significance. You also, Vince, talked about the value of connections. And it, it reminded me of two episodes. First off, John Levy. Um, John Levy is a guy that started one of the most uh, um, uh, amazing private communities of leaders in the world. It's a group called the Influencers Dinner. And, you know, he brings together people for these dinners who are top achievers in all sorts of different fields. There are Nobel laureates in his group. There are Olympians in his group. There are top executives. And there's actually been royalty who have come to some of his events. He's done events in, in I believe now, uh, nine different cities in three different countries. Had you know, uh, probably verging on 2,000 different people come to his events at this point. And it all started with him being deliberate about connecting with great people and just thinking about every day, right? Every interaction, who am I meeting? How can I connect with them? How can I begin to add value and build relationships? And I think that through that process, anybody who's listening over a course of years 
can build some incredible relationships in your community with some of the most successful and influential people who are around you. And I also just thought about Kenny Coleman when I thought about connecting because he's, you know, one of my favorite all-time connectors and somebody who's one of my good friends here to this day. I saw him last night and, uh, you know, definitely somebody who is, uh, who's awesome at connecting with people. So those are some cool themes. How about, uh, Dave, you got some common themes that you want to, you want to take off on? I do. Dan, you mentioned this was episode 63. Is that right? When this episode airs, this particular one, it's planned to be episode 63. Yes. That's Gene Upshaw, Bay Area legend. All right. (laughs) So what's interesting is with these themes, uh, what I'm going to say, I feel like Vince and and Kenzie, you've you've really nailed this, but um, three of them. One, just treating people the right way. Two, circle of influence. And then the third one, mastering your craft. And so when I think about treating people the right way, we've already talked about Brad. The John Carpenter episode comes to mind when he talks about how the things he's done for his parents, the things he's done for his kids, the things that the business has allowed him to do. And John is always somebody who just, he just, he treats people the right way. Um, Kenzie, you talked about Kate Bassey leading with love. She got it from Jeff Gamboa, loving on people. And John Israel in his second, his most recent episode, the Thanksgiving one, he shared a story about a sales rep who wasn't selling that much, but felt appreciated and basically hung back after a team meeting to tell John that, hey, I don't have much positive stuff happening back home or even home to go to, but I appreciate what you pour into me and the organization pours into me. And that that really hit me. And, and think how many people are thinking that, but maybe they don't say that to us, right? And so... Mm-hmm. I just think about the importance of, of treating people the right way, leading with love. Larry Manley talks about seeing people as they could be versus uh, not not who they were as a sales report, whether it's as a rep or a manager, not for last week, not last month, not last year, but for who they who they could be. And then um, Jim Stitt and Bruce Goodman in their episodes also talked about putting people first, right? And, and doing right by people. I know that phrase has already come up before. But hey, it's never been about corporate profits. It's about the people. And, and when we do that, the profits are there anyway. And then before I get to my, my second one, I do want to mention something about Kenny uh, treating people the right way. I loved Kenny's episode. He talked about how he, he learned how to connect with all different types of people, finding common ground with everyone and being able to find common ground, right? John Israel, uh, on that same vein, just talking about coming from a place of curiosity, putting yourself in their shoes right? The story he talked about his mom just saying, what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is this. And it, it really hit home. And they were able to do a lot of great things that helped out his mom and ultimately got great time with his dad before he passed away. So, so that's the first one, just treating people the right way. The second one was Circle of Influence. I loved Kyle Lope's story, how in this guy had sold in all different places, everywhere he went to play semi-pro hockey, he grew a lot and he learned a lot. He learned how to connect with people, get recommendations and all these other places. Uh, and Evan told some, something similar uh, when he was at Marquette selling in the snow. But what I loved about Kyle is then he, when he talked about as soon as he started mentoring with Danny Perez, his business jumped. And uh, Kyle sold 267 grand and then beat it again the next year at 271. And just the importance of, of who you surround yourself with. Going back to Hira, right? His me- mentorship with Keith Kroc, circle of influence, right? And then the final theme I just had again was mastering your craft. I talked about Earl Kelly, but Colton Horn's episode, he talked about putting people over CPO, putting people over sales, 
uh, the commitment that he made going into his second branch with his training, with his learning, with his circle of influence, right? He was the one getting up at 5 a.m. His fraternity brothers are like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm on a mission. And I think about something Evan said uh, in his episode, right? You might not be blown away by watching him work for a day, but he just gets after it every week, every day, and it adds up to every month and every year. And he's built a massive business, both in his pilot and his division. And uh, right, he worked at it, right? Now, I'll just wrap up by mentioning once Kyle mentored and, and surrounded himself with the right circle, and then he was really able to master his craft, it just things took off. So I just I found those themes uh, really interesting going through just so many of the different episodes. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, you referenced Colton Horn. Colton is the youngest guest that we've had on the podcast, 20 years old, and his podcast has now rocketed up into the top 10 most listened to episode uh, that we have. And I, I just feel like so many people can resonate with his ideas and, and you know, being so young and, and, and uh, as talented and wise as he seems to be already. I uh, thought there were a lot of great insights that came out of that one for sure. Any other common themes that any of you guys wanted to share? One that I found I thought was just kind of cool is at the end of the episodes, when you ask them like what they're excited about in their life or their business, um, when people have families and kids, they tend to focus on that. So just seeing that balance, um, that's not all business, but having that there too. Yeah, I did enjoy just hearing uh, from some of the guests about their the personal side of their lives and uh, and and how they prioritize that. And uh, I'm sure that's something we can even continue to talk about here a little bit uh, as we as we continue today with uh, with some more of the questions. You, Dave, you alluded to Evan Keller, and and I think that in some episodes there is uh, is sometimes a a little nugget that comes out. It's like a quick saying or a quick point that somebody made that maybe is real subtle, maybe even will pass by most listeners that I think can make a really big difference. And and Evan had one of those where he said something along the lines of, if you came to my office for one, and by the way, Evan Keller for context, context is one of the most successful people currently in the Cutco vector marketing organization. Office consistently in the top three, four, five offices every year. Division consistently in the top 10 offices every year. And he said something along the lines of, if you came to my office for one day, you might not be that impressed with what you saw. But if you came to my office every day for 365 days, you would gain an insight into why we're so successful. And it's the idea of that consistency, that year-round effort, that maintaining of momentum that Mike Lancelot talked about. Like that to me was a little nugget that came out of Evans that made me realize you can be amazing at the top of your game without necessarily being great at everything. Or Evans says he doesn't feel like he's great at any one thing, which probably is a little overly modest for him, but that he's consistent and just applies himself uh, every day you know, on a consistent basis and that that's helped them be successful. I thought that was cool. Were there any little subtle nuggets like that that stood out for you? Maybe you could take this one first, Dave, and, and, and let us know what you might have. So I think the, the biggest subtle nugget is the idea of just do what you love. So I'll give you a couple examples. Brett Berry in his episode, he loved selling Cutco because selling Cutco obviously helps the customer save some time. As vector managers, we obviously were, we're helping students and non-students impacting people. 
But Brett talked about when he started doing medical device sales, he knew what he was doing was going to be helping clients. And so this subtle nugget of do what you love. So Dan, you referenced, you just love teaching people and impacting people. Isaac Tolpin, growing people, developing leaders. Tell you something from Angie's episode. As soon as she started talking about triathlon, I was mesmerized. And I just think it's so cool how because Angie's had so much success in the business and has scaled her business, she also has interests outside of the business. And when she started talking about uh, triathlon, you could just uh, you could just feel her passion for it. This was something that came up recently. When you're successful in the business, it's easier to have balance, if you will, personally, right? If you're, when you're successful in the business, it's easier to have balance personally in your personal life. I think Evan said that. Jamie Bianchini, traveling the world on a bike for $2 billion. He mentioned, do what you love. Think about Dane Espigard. Dane loves living dreams and helping other people live dreams. And uh, hey, if you're, if you're impacting people and living dreams, it's a pretty good life. So I feel like that little theme of do what you love, that nugget struck me. Yeah, I, I always like to spin that one into making sure people get that it's important to find the intersection of something that you love that's adding value to the world, right? Because I, I think that some people can take the do what you love advice and say, well, maybe I should be playing video games all day because <laughs> I love playing video games and sitting on my couch, you know? But that all these people you describe were able to find the intersection between something they loved doing and how that would add value in the world so they could be paid for it and they could be impacting and, and you know, uh, having that contribution. So very good, very good uh, nugget right there. Vince or Kenzie, you guys got anything on a little subtle nugget that, uh, that struck you? I had one. It was actually from Isaac Tolpin's episode. He mentioned really briefly a Jim Collins lesson he learned. He said the tyranny of the or versus the genius of the and. I think I'd heard that like offhand before, but him going into more to detail about it, that probably is what I learned the most from his episode. So this comes from the author of Good to Great, who also wrote a book previous to that called Built to Last. And since then, he has written a book called Great by Choice, Jim Collins. I don't know whether this quote came out of good to great or built to last. I think it was out of good to great, but it's the tyranny of the or versus the genius of the and, right? That when we, when we start to think I can do this or this, right? That's what he describes as the tyranny of the or versus considering how can I accomplish this and this? How can I get everything done that I want to get done? And, and as a student, right? I, was always looking at the genius of the and. I was thinking of how can I do well at school and sell Cutco and pursue my management training and have an active social life and play intramural sports and right all these things that I wanted to be a coach. I coached a basketball team also while I was in college of seventh graders. And so there was always this thought of, uh, you know, how can I do it all? How can I do all the things that I want to do? And And that thought process carries over into life, as you become more and more successful, you realize there's more and more things that you need to, more and more plates you need to spin consistently at the same time. And being able to have that mentality of always viewing, right? How is it possible for me to do this and this? It isn't always possible and you don't always keep everything in your schedule. But starting with that mentality gives you, expands your thinking and gives you the capacity or possibility of being able to do more things. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, Vince, you got something? Yeah, and there are probably more nuggets that I won't mention here. Or I will forget to mention because, I, uh, Dave, you mentioned 
uh, how Earl Kelly talked about practicing. I use that almost every day, every <laughs> week in my office, and I completely forgot where I got it from. And uh, also to pile on, you know, with what with Evan's perspective, and you know, it's not very impressive to see him for one day, but if you're with him for a year, you would know, you would understand. Uh, you know, with with John Israel, that episode for me was a little diluted because I was really, I had been in communication a lot with John during that year, that year of thank you, and we were part of the same coaching group and. Um, I was around, we communicated a lot. In fact, I remember we had the first dad's front row dad's event in Philadelphia and John is my roommate and I was going to sleep as he's writing his thank you notes. So I was like, John and I talked a lot and you know, he was going through a big shift that year. So was I, and John earlier this year had, had sent me a, a video through text and it said, Hey, I see you on the reports. Congratulations. And, uh, I've seen him so much since then, you know, this, 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 that one year, what it could do for you and the momentum, if you are consistent with your, with your work and you, and you stay, stay dedicated in your discipline, what that could do for you. And then being in communications with John that year, seeing where that's taken him. So grateful, so grateful for that. I chose to listen to these episodes while I worked out and, uh, I actually did not take, there's only probably one or two episodes. I can't remember exactly which episodes they were, right? I sat down and last, listened to them again because I needed to take notes and maybe needed to use some verbiage. But I listened to it as I, I worked out and it was a good way for me to stay inspired during the gym. It was a good way for me to stay energized. And uh, what I loved about it was it just allowed me to focus on the value of personal growth and just conditioning the mindset. So the nugget I would get from all these episodes is just the value of personal growth and, and continuing progress. And uh, one big nugget, I, I guess, so take is if you're not growing, your office isn't growing, your life isn't growing, your relationships aren't growing. If you're not growing. Very, very good insight right there about uh, making sure that you are growing. And I appreciate that you have used the podcast as a way of just keeping yourself inspired and motivated. And I know that you have really, really leveraged the podcast as a resource for your people. And could you speak to just how you have uh, used this with some of the reps and up and coming people in your sales office? Yep. Each week we have a team meeting in our office and uh, actually your podcast and Andrew Evans podcast is one of the slides that I show to every, every new recruit and existing recruit every week in our office. And the things that I say is I'd say, Hey, look, if you are wanting to make changes, you want to make, you want to progress and uh, you want to make moves, you know, really conditioning what you listen to is going to be important. And a lot of these, you know, college students and these young guys and gals, they listen to, you know, a lot of different music and video games and stuff from their friends. It's not, it's not the best. And it's not focused on personal growth. It's not focused on progression. And what I love about this podcast is it gives them an opportunity that's going to be relatable. It gives them to listen to something that's going to be relatable for them right now, especially when they're in the field and they're gritty. They're making phone calls, they're doing demos, they're doing service calls. And I just explained to them and say, hey, if you can condition what you listen to more often, right? Really condition. If you listen to more positive things more often than you do negative things, that's going to allow you to grow faster uh, and allow you to re really receive some of the gifts that you're, you're going to be experiencing these next couple of weeks as you're doing demos and service calls. I also, I also, I, I use that as a coaching technique when we have PCs or, or PDI calls, coaching calls over the phone. I think back on an episode that would be really relatable to them. And I say, hey, will you listen to this episode and then text me what you think afterward? Mm -hmm. Right. 
and there's a lot of that i cannot teach them everything and there's been so many so many gifts and, and lessons and nuggets i've learned from all these episodes that have helped me be a better manager and leader that i can't teach as well as they can teach on this episode and i just encourage them to listen to that episode and I say hey if you listen to this you know let me know what you think back and reflect on it it's been really helpful there we also have a, a day four 10k pc and that's where we talk about you know the, the goal and we get an idea of when they want to achieve 10K by. For some, some of them, it's in the first 10 days. Some of them stop in the first 10 days. And, uh, and one of the assignments is to stop listening to music for their, during their fast start and listen to this podcast. And on, it's on the, uh, the document. It's one of the assignments. And that I actually have them subscribe to it right there. And, and that's when it starts. And if you, the, the, a common thread and a cool thing to see is at the end of our summer and even up to now, our most successful reps have listened to almost all the, the episodes and they have great mindset, a great perspective, and they've learned a lot of emotional regularity from these as well. So it was really, really, really helpful. Uh, what you said about there's episodes that can teach a concept better than how you could teach it. That that's a really great point that I think people can take in. And even sometimes like when people are used to hearing from you all the time, that there's a natural feeling, I think, when when you're constantly hearing advice from the same person that it's just like, yeah, 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 okay, whatever. But when it comes from a third party, it can often be better received. And to leverage certain episodes as sort of a third party influence for some of your people uh, uh, r- really makes sense. And, and I like uh, I like what you shared right there. There's an episode from Brother James who is an inspiring musician and puts out songs that are inspirational and positive, you know, inputs to people. And, and uh, I just think about the idea that your input creates your output and that uh, when you have positive things that are being put into your head consistently, you're more likely to be able to exhibit more positive behaviors, more successful habits, right? All those things that we want. So pretty cool. Uh, Dave, Kenzie, either of you have anything to add on how you're using the podcast with your people? Mine would be really similar to what Vince just said. I also, last March, I just stopped listening to music going to and from my office and just started just jamming through podcast episodes. And so um, I think about Colton making everybody in our leadership academy, you got to listen to this one or uh, basically what would happen is I, something would come out and I would, I would go to certain people, Hey, Carson, this is what I want you to hear. Hey, Brittany, this is what I want you to hear. Things like that. Things that I think people need to go with, to just swipe what Vince just said. If I feel like someone could, Oh, someone's considering what am I going to do after college? Hey, why don't you listen to Scott Dennis? You're an engineer. You'll get a lot from this. And so I've been, I've been trying to do what Vince says. Hey, these people are going to make the same point that I would make, but they'll do it in a different way. Yeah. Great. Great. Anything to add on that one, Kenzie? Yeah, kind of piggybacking off of them is I know I can't teach everything, so utilizing that as a resource as well. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. This has been great, you guys. This has been really great. I appreciate all the input that you have. I just want to give each of you, if there's anything last that you'd want to add to this episode or to share to the audience that uh, you would like to say, just uh, give you a last opportunity to chime in here. So, Vince, why don't you take some more some more episodes those all you're asked to, to give me your top three uh what i like and the reason why i chose those three is because it was it was just new to me right those those stories were new to me and i hadn't heard the stories before it's also inspiring for anybody that wants to use calculate vector as an opportunity to help them get to a position they want to be 
those are three great podcasts. Uh, Lloyd Reagan's podcast was was awesome. Uh, this the what I got from that was the adversity and what adversity can teach you and what adversity can create of you if you just go through it and the just the value of he was holding his son as he's training people and I know that, that really hits home for me because each week we run training and i have a son myself and you know and anybody else in a situation that's similar to mine can relate to something like that and how this enduring that can be uh angie mcdougall's just the, the the power of women i mean go ladies and she is a badass and and i really really just i guess it's resilience is what i got from angie mcdougall uh jay brad i work with we work with jay brad pretty close we're in the same region i hear him often and listening to his episode i just have so much more respect for him he has so much wisdom uh and he had a really really good episode and and uh i i pass that to my tla members and i pass that to my development and they're like jay brad's a g he's cool he's got a lot of uh, good content and got a lot of good wisdom earl kelly and uh, what I loved about Earl is he had a lot of little different nuggets as a manager that I could use. And, and what, I re- what I took from it is he's had 15, 20, I'm not sure how long he's been in the business, years of managerial experience and the way he's communicated and the verbiage he's used with his reps. And that it, without listening to that episode, I would not be able to really extract a lot of those little nuggets and one-liners that I can use today with my, with my reps. As I mentioned, I use a practice, practicing like an athlete. I use that almost every day, every week, and I forgot where it came from. And the fact is, I can think of like a handful more from him that he had said, uh, the way he explains TLA that I use because I, I listen to that podcast. John Rulin and this, the, an entrepreneurship story and, and the value of innovation and just believing big and not just thinking big, not just, uh, just but, but really believing big. And Adam Stock's financial wisdom, there's a lot of great financial tips from Adam Stock. And then if you're looking at sales episodes, and I gave this to my top reps, uh, some of my top reps are really focused on really focused on just maximizing the summer and going big and, and really hungry for growth. Jennifer Glucko and Brandon Brown. Brandon Brown, you know, being really close to him and his growth early on a couple of years ago, he is just so disciplined. And, and when he talks about mastering his craft, he's so, so true. He spent so much time mastering his craft and it's the little things that matter. And those will build up over time and create the person that John is, that that Brandon Brown is today. And I put John Israel down here as well. I want to talk about John Israel, but that was I think you said it in your in your episode a paradigm shift when you listen to to John Israel. I knew his story, but uh, because of John's efforts that that summer, it really inspired me to in our paycheck meeting on Sunday to start adding gratitude and writing thank you notes to everyone that bought from us, and then uh, going online and logging those in and really helping John's mission and. When I think back on my year, uh, I know this, this podcast came out in a time where I was really, I was really looking for more content. I listened to Lewis Howes, the School of Greatness, often I listened to Tim Ferriss, I listened to a lot of different podcasts, and I really started to understand the value of of and listening to it often, what it does for your personal growth. And I just was not, I really was not attracted to anything. And this podcast came out at the be almost, I think, the beginning of summer, uh, and in late spring, and I was pretty consistent in the gym and I, and I added podcasts with it. And, you know, we had a solid summer over 300,000 for the summer. And a big part of that is because of this podcast. And what I think back on this year, and I think about, think back on these episodes, I just get that Cucko Vector has been a platform for so many people, not just successful, but good hearted, genuine people. And it's allowed so many people to build a legacy. Awesome, Vince. Well, thank, thanks for the, the kind words and for what you shared right there. That was great. Dave, you want to have uh, the last words here? 
Sure, I'll be brief. I want to mention something Vince brought up about uh, finances. I feel like as a maybe maybe this isn't just as a in, in our country, but maybe in the world, I don't think people talk about money enough uh, with family, with parents. Right? I, I feel like everything I learned about money and it's it's from vector people giving me books and things. And, and I just want to tell people like they can learn those things here. Two episodes. So Adam Stocks and then Rachel Richards, and then she just had another book that came out about passive income. And then the final thing I'll say is, uh, this is another Adam Stock nugget, I believe, from the dad episode, your calendar reflects your priorities. And I just want to challenge people to really audit their calendars. When people say, I don't have enough time, or I didn't do this, or I didn't do that, uh, they should really audit their calendars, and they'll find out what their priorities are. And that's either going to be a good thing or a bad thing. At the b- very beginning of this year, I had a conversation with John Vroman about how I was going to be listening to podcasts. And I was trying to do it Friday morning, if from my office, and I would people would come in and out of the office, and I would get Hey dave all the time, and I couldn't get through it. And the minute that I started listening to him in the car, uh, I just started devouring them. And uh, it was interesting how John sent me a text to check in saying, Hey, uh, how are you doing? You know, do you, do you still need accountability on, on should we, for me to check in on how you're doing with these? And I said, No, I'm good now, right? Because there was a system in place. And so it's important that people have a system in place for the things they want to do and just audit the calendar and you'll find out what your, uh, your priorities are. Yeah, that's just such a good point, Dave, about auditing your calendar and uh, realizing that your calendar is a reflection of your priorities. And, and I just want to say to people that if growth is a priority for you, which most people would say it is, well, then we should be making sure that there's time in our schedule allotted for learning. And if that means it's while you're working out, like Vince, that's great. If it means it's while you're driving, like Dave, that's great. I find myself sometimes taking the long way to get to where I want to go because I'm into an episode that's so good. I I don't want to stop till the end. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm sitting in my car sometimes just finishing them off before I drive up to the garage. And, and, you know, if it's reading at night, that's great. If it's reading in the morning, that's great. Whatever it is that you're doing, if you're doing something for your ongoing learning, then that's showing that learning and growth is a priority in your life. I think you wouldn't be so busy driving that you forgot to stop and get gas, right? You stop and get gas so you can continue driving unless you have a Tesla. You stop and get gas, right? But for in life, stopping and getting gas is a, this learning aspect. It's taking time to read. It's taking time to listen to something that's constructive. And I just feel like it's so important for people to, to prioritize that and to do that in their lives. Vince, Kenzie, Dave, thank you so much for making time for this today. I think this has been great. People are going to enjoy this one and get a lot out of it. And I appreciate you guys. Thanks, Thanks, Dan. Thank you. All right. Take care. I hope you all enjoyed this very special episode of the podcast. Certainly these common themes that came out, personal growth, mastering your craft, being one of the critical ones. Of course, connecting with people, Right, making sure we're conscious of our day-to-day activities and, and the connections, the opportunities that come up for connections, uh, and then how we treat people, right? Treating people with respect, uh, making the right decisions in the best interest of our people, really critical, and then contributing to others, giving back, having impact, having value, uh, so, such an important concept for us to feel fulfilled 
in our lives. Hey, I just want to make sure all of you are aware how the podcast is structured in case you haven't already figured this out. Every odd-numbered episode of the podcast is a current Cutco leader, somebody who's in Cutco now, uh, either running an office, running a division, an executive, or a top, top sales rep, elite sales rep in the company. Every even-numbered episode is somebody who was in Cutco previously and is now doing something else in the world to impact their circles and to change lives. Uh, it's our, our, you know, our awesome alumni are featured in the even-numbered episodes. And so take that concept and think about what applies most to you. Uh, if you're somebody who's a fan of every single episode, that's great. If you're somebody who wants to listen to, you know, your the people in Cutco who you know, that's great. If you're somebody who wants to focus only on the alumni episodes, you know, that's great as well. But uh, just make sure you're aware of how that works. I would really appreciate if you're listening to this podcast that you rate the podcast, you know, tap the five. It takes two seconds right now to tap the five on your podcast player. Uh, but more importantly, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts in particular, that you, you make a review. Uh, a review could be one sentence. It could be a short paragraph. Anything that you feel like you'd want to say about the podcast would be great in helping to spread the word about the podcast. It also shows people that the podcast is popular. If we're going for some high-profile guests in the future, they get to see how the podcast is viewed by others, and it does make a big difference. And so please do that. And please share. Please share this podcast with people outside of the Cutco sphere. I do believe that people outside of Cutco could benefit this. And of course, I'd like you to use this within your own office, within your own division, within your own organization, the way Vince described that he's doing. That would be fantastic. But also, I would encourage you to share this with people who are outside of the Cutco sphere who could use this kind of positive influence and just let them know about how the episodes are structured. You know, odd ones, people in Cutco, even ones are alumni and they can seek out whatever they would most resonate with and be able to listen to that or give people a specific episode that you've loved that they can listen to, share it on your social media or with people in your circles. I would really appreciate that. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast throughout this year of 2019. I hope that we can continue to produce amazing episodes for you with awesome guests. We've got some cool stuff coming up in the early part of 2020 that you can look forward to. And I just really appreciate everybody who supports the podcast and has been listening so far. Thanks, everyone. Happy holiday season and best wishes for an amazing 2020. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. And if you want access to today's show notes, including links to any resources mentioned, visit changinglivespodcast.com. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. I'll catch you back here in a few days for our next story about changing lives.